0: Believers are called to share the kingdom, the pearl, but that can be impeded by either being overly judgmental or being undiscerning. Being overly judgmental turns off certain
1: people, and undiscerning tells us in some cases we should turn certain people off. That's Pastor Leighton Sheely from Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. And some of you, students of the Word, perhaps have already picked up on the fact that he is in the book of Matthew, the seventh chapter, a portion of the Sermon on the Mount. And we'll wrap up a section that deals with being judgmental and lacking discernment. Both of us qualify, I'm afraid, at different times in our lives. If you'd like to know more about Church of the Highlands, please check us out on the web at Highlands. U S. And now wrapping up this message in the series, here's Pastor Layton.
0: Jesus said, Judge not that you be not judged. For with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged. And with the measure that you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, hey, Let me take the speck out of your eye. When there's a log in your own eye. You hypocrite. First take the log out of your own eye, and then you'll see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. Do not give dogs what is holy, and do not throw your pearls before pigs, lest they trample them underfoot and turn to attack you. So today we're going to look at this fascinating topic of making judgments or being judgmental towards other people, because we all, all people have a tendency to judge Now, because we live in a world that's redefined a lot of things, including the word love, I need to clarify that the kind of love of which I am speaking is biblical godly love. Not a feeling, but a decision that leads to specific behavior. The biblical definition of godly love is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. It says, love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It's not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoings, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. So it's time for a self-inspection. How is your love quotient? The Bible says love is patient. Are you patient with people? The Bible says love is kind. Are you kind to people? The Bible says, love does not envy or boast. You envy others or consider yourself better than others. As light dispels darkness, love dispels judgmentalism. As light displaces darkness, love displaces judgmentalism. We need to be filled with this love. This biblical, godly love. How do we do that? When we start getting judgmental, just think about how much God has loved us. And keep thinking about it. Keep focusing on that. Just, just keep filling your mind and your heart with the love of God. You know what'll happen? It'll fill up and it'll overflow and it'll splash on other people. Now in verse 6, Jesus addresses the problem at the opposite extreme of judging hypocritically and that is naive acceptance. That's not exercising any judgment at all because he calls for appropriate discernment of good and bad. Since every believer is called to whole-time ministry, not part-time ministry, not full-time ministry, but whole-time ministry, in order to be effective in our ministry we need to make judgments. When we're talking with someone we need to know is that person open to hearing the gospel or for correction Because Satan loves to get us sidetracked and waste our time and our energy. And so we need instruction on what are our guidelines here? How much, how far should we go? And Jesus gives us the answer in the next verse. He says, do not give dogs what is holy and do not throw your pearls before pigs, lest they trample them underfoot and turn to attack you. Now, Jesus' disciples have the responsibility to pass along the knowledge of the kingdom to others. And so Jesus is giving us directions about this. Now, when we hear the word dogs, uh, we probably think of household pets, right? The dog is man's best friend, right? That's That's what comes to our mind. That's not what came to the mind of the people who heard Jesus' sermon, because they didn't have such dogs at that time. In the ancient world, dogs ran the streets in packs and scavenged, and they could be very, very dangerous. They still are. I think just the last two weeks, I remember seeing a a headline from some man who was walking across the field. He was attacked by dogs. He died of over a hundred dog bites. And that happens even today. Dogs can be very, very dangerous. And so can wild pigs as well. Um, My hunting friends told me a story about some hunters that were out pig hunting, boar hunting. And so they were tracking the boar and They realized pretty soon they were going in circles, and the lead hunter said to the other hunter, says, I think it's time for us to go home, because the pig we are hunting is now hunting us, and wild boar can be very, very dangerous, and so can wild dogs, and both are considered unclean. Now, Christians are described as the sheep of the good shepherd's pasture, and so Christians need to exercise discernment, because not everyone is a sheep, Right? There are some people who are dogs, there are some people who are hogs, and there are some people who are wolves in sheep's clothing, which Jesus is going to talk about in a few verses. And so we need to discern, we need to exercise judgment uh, to identify who the dogs are, who the pigs are, and who the wolves are. Now how do we do that? Well, we do it by looking at their fruit, the fruit of the Spirit I'm speaking of. You see, if someone claims to be a Christian and doesn't bear the fruit of the Spirit, we need to be aware. We need to be alert. There's something that's not right here. Dr. James McGinley said I am no judge, but I am a fruit inspector. So we need to be discerning, we need to be judging a person's fruit, just the external fruit. We don't pass judgment on another person's motives because only God can really see the heart. You know, People can do good things for bad reasons. And people can do bad things for good reasons. We can't discern the heart, but we must evaluate the fruit. And one day we're all going to stand before the judgment seat and he's going to examine and reveal the secrets of the heart. He's going to reward accordingly. But we need to be fruit inspectors. And then Jesus talks about what is holy and pearls. So what is Jesus talking about? Well, he's talking about the kingdom. He's talking about the news of the kingdom. The pearl is a reference to the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven. The titles are used almost interchangeably in the New Testament. In just a few chapters, in chapter 13, Jesus says, again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls, who on finding one pearl of great value, went and sold all that he had and bought it. So the pearl is a reference to the kingdom, the news of the kingdoms. And Jesus said, don't throw your pearls before swine. It's a warning against proclaiming the gospel to those whose only intent is to mock and ridicule it. Jesus here is explaining the futility of trying to share the gospel with people who don't want to listen. Pigs don't realize the value of pearls. You can take pearls and throw them in front of a pig The pig is going to think it's food, he's going to bite it, he's going to break his teeth, he's going to get very angry probably at you. A pig does not realize the value of pearls. An evil person does not realize the value of the gospel, the kingdom. So the reason for this discernment that Jesus is speaking of here is so that we might, not that we condemn others, but, but that we might minister effectively. That person may not be receptive now, but they might be later. We need to exercise discernment. You notice how Jesus never used a formula when he was interacting with people? He talked with Nicodemus about one thing. He talked with the woman at the well about something else. There's a form of evangelism that is oftentimes urged on Christians today, very popular, that we're to use every opportunity, we're to make opportunities and force opportunities, and we're supposed to use a certain formula. But oftentimes that can actually do more harm than good. Because there are some people who cannot receive the Christian truth. There are always those to whom the preaching of Christ will be foolishness. So we're to preach the gospel not to people who will despise it and reject it, but to those who will receive it. When we come across people who despise and reject, we ought to do what the early disciples did. Jesus said when you come to a town and those people are not receptive, shake the dust off your feet and move on. Don't waste your time. And so it's often impossible to talk with a certain someone about the gospel, to show men Christ. But it's always possible for us to show them the gospel by living the gospel. You know, there's an old saying, actions speak louder than words. Actions speak louder than words. And the hardest people to share the gospel with are our own family. You know, I, I've heard so many stories of well-intentioned husbands and wives who have alienated their spouses by continually preaching the gospel. Almost to the point of being considered verbal harassment. And I've also heard stories, many stories of a newly converted husband or wife saying very little, but drawing their unbelieving spouse into desiring a relationship with Christ through the testimony of a life transformed. Actions can speak louder than words, particularly in those cases. So in summary now, Believers are called to share the kingdom, the pearl. But that can be impeded by either being overly judgmental or being undiscerning. Being overly judgmental turns off certain people, and undiscerning tells us in some cases we should turn certain people off. So your homework this week, should you choose to accept it, love that line is to cue yourself several times a day to evaluate your attitude towards others. Are you being judgmental or are you being discerning? That's your homework for this week should you choose to accept it. If you've got any questions about what I've said this morning, I'll be available after the service. We also have some wonderful people right across the way, Visitor Hospitality Center. They If you've got any questions about God, Jesus, the church, this church, the Bible, they'd love a chance to meet with you and answer your questions. Lord, we're so thankful that you provide the answers to all of life's greatest questions. We're so thankful, Lord, you've given us your word and you've given us your Holy Spirit. We're so thankful, Lord, you've given us the church where we can share together, we can grow together and minister together and fulfill the Great Commission together. We're so thankful, Lord, that you have saved us from our sin that you have adopted us as your children, that you've given us a purpose in life, and that you've given us the promise that after this life, we're going to spend and enjoy eternity with you and our loved ones. Thank you, Lord, for all you have done for us. In Jesus' name we pray, and all God's people said, Amen. Amen.
1: That's Pastor Leighton Sheely. He's the senior pastor at Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. This is a broadcast called Study Verse by Verse. And those comments that he made about asking questions, coming up and talking to someone, well, they apply to you and the listening audience as well. You can certainly call or write to us through our web address. Our phone number is 650-873-4095. That's 650-873-4095. And the website is highlands.us. That's highlands.us. Have a great rest of your day and come back tomorrow as we start a new message in this series and study verse by verse.